Hello, I am Lindsay Lawson, and this is 14 Days and Counting, a podcast about trying to conceive, pregnancy, motherhood, physical and emotional well-being, and all things woman. Today is our first official episode. Yay! (laughs) So I thought I'd sit down and give a little background as to who I am, what I do, and why I'm here. I'm so excited to finally get this podcast started, but I've got to say, as I was laying in bed last night, I was thinking about recording this episode, and I was filled with anxiety. There's been a lot of resistance that's cropped up as this podcast was first an idea, and then a dream, and now is finally becoming a reality. After I recorded my trailer, I started to make this episode, and I got COVID. (laughs) Nasally and congested, I had to put off starting this. And then we tried again for a baby after our previous miscarriage, and I thought I was pregnant again. So I wanted to wait to find out for certain so I could include that in today's episode as I talk about our trying to conceive journey. And I've never shared something so personal before, but that's the whole reason I'm doing this is because the struggles of becoming a parent isn't something that's often talked about, which can make this journey feel so isolating. I want to change that, and the best place to start is with yourself. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. It doesn't seem right for me to chat with other women about their trying to conceive stories without first sharing mine. So a little bit of background about myself and my husband. I met my now husband in 2019 when I was working as a teller at a bank. He says I stalked him, but I totally didn't. (laughs) And we hit it off instantly. We're both seeing other people at the time, so we became friends. And for separate reasons, those relationships ended and our friendship deepened. Eventually, it was Snapchat all day, every day, and phone conversations at night becoming the best of best friends. But then I got diagnosed with cervical cancer in May of 2020. As if 2020 wasn't bad enough with the pandemic. (laughs) I was 22. My surgery was scheduled for June 1st, and I lost my mind. 22 years old, and here I was being told that they were going to cut out a portion of my cervix. What else could I do but turn to my best friend for comfort? Cancer was no stranger to his household, and Adam stepped into the role of nurse and caretaker almost immediately. By 4th of July, (laughs) we were living together, though through months of treatments and doctor's appointments, he was there, steady and sturdy as a rock could be, and he definitely was my rock during that time. Um, Uh... Instead of getting better, though, I was getting worse. Um, That's when my autoimmune disease and hypothyroidism was discovered. But I went on medication and eventually made it into remission. And fast forward to January 21st, 2022, we got engaged. Our date was set for September 8th of 2023. Again, COVID kind of threw a wrench in things because so many people had postponed during quarantine. Our venue wasn't available for 21 months, but we didn't mind waiting. We actually still have um, 
that venue booked and we plan on doing another ceremony, but I'll discuss that later. Um, until most recently, my biopsy came back with the news we'd hoped we'd never hear. My cancer is coming back. The cells in my cervix showed precancerous again, but the doc said one of two things could happen. My body was stronger now, and it could potentially heal these cells, or they would progress and turn back into cancer. If that were the case, I'd have to go back under the knife for another surgery to remove even more of my cervix. Um, Adam and I had discussed those conversations about what we'd do if I wasn't able to get pregnant or I couldn't sustain a pregnancy. We had backup options, but we wanted to try first. So we negotiated with my oncologist. The cancer wasn't going to progress overnight, so they gave us six months to try to conceive naturally. Due to our religious beliefs, we wanted to be married before bringing a child into the world. So should we succeed? We needed to move up that date. 21 months wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> and um, our dating anniversary was just 50 some odd days away. So we called our friends and called our family. I went and bought a dress. Adam got wedding bands. And on June 12th of 2022, in the Memorial Gardens where his dad is buried, in front of our closest relatives, we said I do. Timing just so happened to work out that the week before our wedding, I was on my period, so I ovulated during our honeymoon, and we were unicorns, successful on the first try. On a Wednesday, I found out that I was pregnant. I got a card that said, I wonder how you got to be so amazing on the outside, and but other times, I think about penguins on the inside. <laughs> Underneath that, I wrote, Today, I'm thinking about how wonderful of a dad you're going to be and praising God for our miracle. Congratulations, our little Buckeye is on its way, and you're going to be a father. I taped my test to the card and wrapped it up with an Ohio State onesie that says, Smallest Buckeye Fan. And I had it waiting for Adam when he got home from work. We were both over the moon. But the following week was 4th of July, and we had planned to go to my hometown and see my family. So I got right to work thinking of cute announcements. During our wedding, our dogs had bandanas that said, our humans are getting married. So I jumped on Amazon, found ones that said, hey, guess what? Our mom is pregnant, and I bought them. <laughs> Adam's mom was keeping the dogs while we went back to my hometown for the long weekend, so when we dropped them off at her house, I made sure that they were wearing my new purchase. She was so surprised. I'd also gotten a tank top that said, we've got a little firecracker on the way. My goal was to wear it on 4th of July during the celebrations and see how long it took for somebody to notice what exactly my shirt said. But of course, I was so overjoyed and so excited. Everyone I know knew as soon as we rolled into town that night. With their happiness came warnings of caution, though. With my health issues, they were all rightfully concerned. <laughs> 
But come Monday morning, July 4th, I started bleeding. I was so upset. We decided to pack up early and come home. I just felt terrible. The whole time, I had to keep reminding myself my periods had regulated. I'd ovulated for the first time in forever, and I'd successfully gotten pregnant. I'm determined to find the silver lining in this situation. And I did. Um, When we had first gotten tested, my AMH, which is kind of the um, egg count, it was typically it's like between one and three. And mine was at 7.57. So previously, I had not been ovulating or releasing eggs. And the fact that I did and I got pregnant was a huge, huge win that I'm so, so thankful for. So that's what brought me here. Cancer, PCOS, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroid disease all led to us trying to have a baby and having a miscarriage. Because my family knew in real time as everything happened with our first pregnancy, they knew exactly when we lost it. I had my mom, my grandma, some aunts, and some friends all confide in me about their own losses. These stories were one I'd never heard or even knew about. In that time, I felt so alone until I started getting those calls. Now I realize just how common miscarriages are. If you've ever been where I am, I'm so sorry you've had to experience something like that. If you haven't, I pray you never do. Even so, just know, wherever you are in your journey, you are not alone. That brings my story to the present. I'm currently 14 days past ovulation, and so far, no sign of amp flow. At nine days past ovulation, or nine DPO, as you'll hear some people say in the trying to conceive community, um, I did get a positive at-home pregnancy test. However, my beta at 11 days past ovulation was still negative. Um, For those that don't know, a beta is a quantitative HCG beta blood test that your doctor or midwife or whoever you see can do for you. Um, Anything less than five, whatever the units are, I don't know, five units is considered negative. Anything between six and 24 units are kind of, you might be pregnant, you might not, we need to test again and see. And then anything 25 and above is, yes, you are pregnant. So typically, um, a blood test can determine um, from 10 days past ovulation. And if it is low or between that 6 to 24 range, Your doctor may have you come back and test again to see if it is increasing. If it does, then congratulations, you're having a baby. If it doesn't, then unfortunately, you're not pregnant. Um, So I did go and get one of those blood tests because I had numerous, numerous 
like 10 plus positive pregnancy tests. Um, I don't know why my HCG was still negative. Um, I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I may not be out of the game as of yet this month. Only time will tell. I'm praying maybe I was just off on my peak this month and maybe it was too soon. Um, and I'll still get my big fat positive. If not, that's okay too. If that happens, uh, you know what my next episode is going to be about. And if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. We can still try again. Um, when this episode goes live, I'll actually be on a beach in Ponce Inlet, Florida, visiting my father for his birthday. And I'll have absolutely no guilt about enjoying a Mai Tai with my crab legs. <laughs> so, again, finding the silver lining for everything is what is keeping me sane and positive through this whole journey. It is so emotional, so nerve-wracking, and so, so difficult. So, with all that to say, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for your support. Um, if you are trying to conceive, even if you're not and you're just in motherhood or wherever you are in your walk of life, I am praying for you. Until we speak next week. Have a great day. Fourteen Days and Counting is a Squirrel Talk audio production brought to you by Anchor.